Welcome back, everyone. Happy 2023. This is Sam. And this is Corrine, and we are two Onk Docs. We hope everyone had some time off for the holidays and are wishing everybody a happy new year. And we're very excited to kick off 2023 with some exciting new content. And so in this week's episode, we have a bit of a different format. We wanted to reintroduce ourselves and explain why we picked Hemoc or Hematology Oncology as a specialty and why we both love what we do. Definitely. In this new year, I am so excited to get back to our board review, um, but also I'm glad that we take this pause to reintroduce ourselves. So if we have new listeners, I am Sam. I am a GI and sarcoma oncologist in an academic setting, and I have a special interest in clinical research, clinical trials, and medical education. And I am Corrine. I am a genital urinary oncologist, and I'm also associate program director for the HEMOC Fellowship at an academic institution. And I have similar interests to Sam in medical education, clinical research, as well as immuno-oncology. And so we both love to listen to oncology podcasts, but when we were studying for our boards last year, we found that there was no good board review resource for HEMOC, and so hence the idea to start this podcast. Exactly. And we really started this podcast on a whim to create a niche that we we would have loved to have. Um, so I hope that other people are appreciating it. And so our mission for Two Onk Docs is to have short, so keyword is short, 10 to 15 minute episodes that you can listen to on your drive to or from work when you're preparing your morning coffee or to fit in, to fit in quick board review because we know how overwhelming learning all of eHemont can be. There are terrific resources out there like the MD Anderson videos, the uh, GW videos that are very long, 45, one-hour episodes, but we want something short, bite-sized for you guys to get in when you only have a few minutes. We'll eventually tackle some other topics related to oncology, such as new and exciting FDA approvals for drugs and the clinical trials that got them there, but please feel free to send us any ideas or topics. Absolutely. So this is not meant to be an all-encompassing board review resource, but rather a supplement to whatever other resources you may be using, whether, as Sam mentioned, it's those other board review videos, um, the ASCO books, the ASH videos. And so this is a supplement that you can listen to on your way to and from work um, or when you're at the gym or when you can sneak in 10, 15 minutes. And so now let's dive into why we both love HEMOC. And here are some of our top reasons why. Hands down, the best part about hematology and oncology are the patients. This is number one, two, and three of our top reasons when we started brainstorming this episode. Absolutely. I think the most rewarding part of hemonc are our grateful patients, and then the, in some scenarios, the long-term patient connections and relationships that we can have. So we often get to follow a patient and their family for years, and We may be chatting about them, not just about their cancer, but about their latest bowling scores, their gardening projects, their new grandchildren, or whatever else is happening in their lives. And that is truly one of my favorite aspects of practicing in HEMOC, doing what we do. Agreed. That long-term, deep, meaningful connections that we get to have with our patients is hands down why I love the field. I know why you love the field, Kareen, so much. So even on the hardest, busiest, most stressful days, as soon as I walk into a room and I see my patients sitting there, nothing else matters. The whole world outside of that room goes away and we get to focus on our deep connection, our time together, what step we're at in their cancer journey and what steps we need to take in the, in the future. So I love getting to celebrate the big wins or the small wins with my patients. I love sharing life's moments together, not just their life moments, but they also are sharing my life moments because we truly become a family very quickly. 
Absolutely. And patients are clearly the driving factor of why we love Hemonc so much. So let's dive deeper into some of the other reasons for that. More reasons why we love the field are the possibility to cure or have long-term remissions within cancer and the gratification of helping someone feel better, even if cure is not an option right now. So we work closely with our multidisciplinary teams in palliative care, nutrition, psychology, among others, to make sure we can minimize any symptoms that a patient may have. And we also have the honor and privilege to help patients navigate difficult decisions, including end-of-life decisions. And so these are some of the most impactful moments we share with our patients to ensure that the end of life looks the way patients and their families envisioned it. And we work closely together to talk about their wishes, help navigate symptom control, and make sure that the end of life honors their wishes. Yeah, I think that a lot of what we do in the end of life conversations is reminding our parent or our patients that enrolling in hospice doesn't mean that you're giving up. I hate those terms. It just means we're switching our focus. We're switching our focus from anti-cancer to a new form of treatment that makes a patient feel better and get to spend quality time with their friends and family for whatever that length or duration might be. Um, and these are patients who no longer are able to receive therapy or they do not wish to per- uh, pursue further therapy. And I think that's that's also important is patient autonomy. We get to have those conversations with our patients day in and day out and saying, what do you want to do? And really putting them in the captain seat and working with them to meet their goals. And another amazing part of being in the field of oncology is that this truly is a living and rapidly growing field. Rapidly, as I like to say, is bold, highlighted, and underlined to me. It is ever-changing by day um, with new trials, new treatments, new approvals, and opportunities to improve on our standard of care for many solid tumors, as well as hematologic malignancies. Absolutely. So the research opportunities, including enrolling patients in clinical trials to change the future landscape of cancer treatment, are extremely important. And so in an academic position like Salmonite, This role also includes meeting with biopharmaceutical companies, designing trials, enrolling patients in trials, and writing publications describing these findings. And thankfully, through all this great research, our outcomes for cancer patients is also changing dramatically, um, especially with the use of immunotherapy and targeted therapies. I like to explain to my patients, we're not just using chemotherapy, which works. We're actually being smarter and more thoughtful um, and trying to find targeted um, agents that is actually shutting down the on switch of their cancer cells. And so one example is stage four lung cancer. Patients now with targeted therapies and immunotherapies in combination with chemo are sometimes living greater than five years when previously their estimated overall survival was less than a year. And this is just over the past decade. And things are growing so quickly, you know, from last year to this year even. Exactly. And along the lines of the field being ever-changing, there is no such thing as a simple answer. Agreed. So cancer care is always complex. We always have to consider the whole patient, um, think about their comorbidities, and remember that we're internists at our core. So I use every field of internal medicine daily to help me create a comprehensive anti-cancer plan. Absolutely. And I, you know, I loved all of internal medicine, and that's why I had a hard time trying to pick a field within internal medicine to specialize in. But I think HEMOC encompasses so much of internal medicine and I have to still be thinking about a patient's diabetes when I start steroids, thinking about managing their depression, managing their pain, managing an infection that they may have. And depending on the type of practice, we also get to treat non-cancer diagnoses within hematology, such as anemia, venous thromboembolism, thrombocytopenia, among others. 
Exactly. Circling back to internal medicine, um, I actually just increased in amlodipine yesterday, which seems wild as an oncologist, but I always check their blood pressure and we have to sometimes manage it. Um, so I see my patients more frequently than they see their primary care doctor. So we're a little bit primary care in that sense. And so another reason why we love our field is that variety in our position. So Hemonc is both inpatient and outpatient. Most of our care does happen in the outpatient cancer clinics, but we do get to see patients when they're admitted to the hospital, if they're admitted for complications from their cancer or their cancer treatment, or if these patients have a new cancer diagnosis, we get to meet them right up front and start to talk about what we think the next steps will be. We also have inpatient bone marrow transplant and other hematologic admissions for their courses of chemotherapy. Yes, and there are multiple tracks that you can follow within HEMOC, from community practice to careers in academia and everything in between from hybrid programs, medical educator tracks, and working within the field of pharmaceuticals. And we will be covering some of these options in a future episode to kind of give you a layout of all of the options that you can have within HEMOC. It's also the fluidity. Um, so if you start one track in Hemonc, you can always switch to something else, you know, in a decade or a decade and a half if it fits your needs or your desires and passions do change. So I think that's another thing that's important is the fluidity that you can start on one track and switch to another within the field of Hemonc. We also get to do some procedures, including bone marrow biopsies and intrathecal chemos. And lastly, Hemonc is truly a multidisciplinary team field. So on a daily basis, we engage with our surgery colleagues, our radiation oncology colleagues, radiology colleagues, and our medicine subspecialty colleagues, among others. And definitely pathology. Um, yeah. <laughs> I call my pathologist at least once a week, um, for better or worse, if they like to see that page coming through. Um, so I, I think this is awesome. Multidisciplinary team is truly why I love Hemonc. I think about the cancer from a medical oncology standpoint. My surgeons, they think about from a surgical standpoint. And when we come together, it's the best comprehensive care plan for each patient. Every week we sit together on tumor boards um, with all these subspecialties sit literally in the same room around a table talking about how we treat cancer types. And it's a very in-depth discussion. All parties play a big role into it. And it helps us actually individualize each patient's cancer uh, plan. And so I think that that um, individual medicine is the best way that we can treat patients. Absolutely. And so in the next two weeks, we are going to cover our study resources for boards, as this is one of our most commonly asked questions. And then after that, we'll have an episode on different career paths, as I mentioned, within HEMOC. And then we will be back with our regular board review topics. So please let us know if there are any topics that you would like covered. Definitely. So please, um, or thank you guys so much for listening in the past year in 2022. We really started this on a whim and to try to fill a hole that we felt was there when we were studying for boards. We are open um, to any comments, suggestions. Um, so thank you guys so much for listening. We're so excited for 2023. Reach out to us with any suggestions or topics you guys want to hear in the new year on our Instagram or our Twitter, 2OncDocs. <laughs>